Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is nearly the end of spring, but we've got one more practice report to go. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. That is Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. Saturday at noon in the horseshoe, it all comes to a close. So that will be a rapid reaction. So we're out of practice reports, camp over. Gonna be some real tackling on Saturday. I think that was the main takeaway from the format, Tim. Yep. We, it's gonna be offense, defense. They're not gonna jumble up with the draft and scarlet and gray and shuttle people from one sideline to the other. So. It'll be a lot, it'll look a lot more like a practice, but in that way, it'll be a lot more informative of what the Buckeyes really look like. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the reasons they're not going to do that is uh, Ryan Day alluded is to, when he spoke with us today is that uh, they don't have enough offense, competent offensive linemen to split it up into two teams and uh, to have enough of five on one side, five on the other, and maybe with a backup or two. So that's, that's concerning to a certain extent coming out of the spring, you know, with Josh Fryer having to miss the spring and, uh, you know, uh, these other guys not accelerating like they thought they should, that, that is a concern compared to a year ago. But yeah, he's got his, his he said they're going to start thud and ramp it up to some full-time tackling and we'll see how long that lasts. But you're still going to see a lot of players uh, trying to make their name out there and uh, uh, assert themselves, let's say, going into the summer. I would say that it's going to be reminiscent of the student appreciation day where when it was ones v ones there was I'll a take lot that of, all day of, every day there was a lot of thudding going on they're not a lot of tackling then yeah. the twos they started tackling a little more you get the threes out there and they're just they're just hitting they're just tackling yeah and so i think that's what you're going to see a lot in this spring game i guess you want to call it a spring game since they're not mm -hmm. splitting scrimmage up but to see guys tackle to see like cj hicks and gabe powers get out there and, and tackle in live reps to see different guys, you know, that we haven't Caden really got. Curry. To, yeah, Caden Curry, get to get to hit some guys and see how physical they really are in a game setting. I think that's important. Oh. And it's not just, you know, it's it's not gonna be against the ones. It's not going to be against, you know, some of the best players in the country, but it is going to be reps that are very valuable for these guys, especially the freshmen getting their first action in a in a live game setting, live bullets flying, fifty thousand people out there. Yeah, that thud part will be useful because Ohio State will want to use that fifteenth day to make sure that C.J. Stroud gets some work, but you don't want him around there with a bunch of live flying bullets, even if the quarterbacks are off limits. You don't you don't want the defensive line to have that mentality that they're, they're really trying to get home. And so you want him yeah. out there. Josh Proctor, you want to get him and Cameron Brown some reps uh, where you still don't necessarily want them tackling guys to the ground and, and pushing it and risking injury at this point. So you want to make sure that, I think it's not so that just everybody in the horseshoe, 50, 60, 70,000 people get a look at the starters so much as Jim Knowles gets one more look and one more glance at, at them on tape and how and can start to project more, you know, is Proctor in that, that right role as the so, bandit? Does that fit him the best? Uh, Coach Kevin Wilson, Coach Kevin Wilson to, wants to come make an appearance out. out here. He's excited for the end of camp as well. So uh, I think that's part of it. And as Spencer said, then you transition to guys that need a more uh, thorough evaluation. And that comes when you're com competing for a second team role or a true freshman getting your first opportunity maybe um, yeah. in the horseshoe. So, But that part of it will all be fun because there's a lot of intriguing one-on-one -on -one matchups that you can get and learn from once you start digging into those those next level guys. Yeah, and for, for, for decades now, the spring game hasn't been a true spring game in, in many respects because you just don't have the numbers, you know, even with 85 guys on scholarship, it's, and some guys still, uh, like you talked about, still hobbling a little bit, coming back from uh, postseason surgeries, things like that, injuries from last year. You don't want to throw air, all caution to the wind. You know, what I'm always interested in the spring, though, is who's going to flash. You know, I think a guy who has a chance to flash on Saturday, for example, is Evan Pryor. I mean, there's a guy 
or you're hearing really good things about, you know, of course, we never know who's going to play until the day, you know, for the most part in the spring game. But there's, for example, a guy, Joe Royer, is he going to like uh, look like that bona fide tight end they really need? Cade Stover, are we going to see depth there at the tight end position, which was probably the most concerning of any position on the offense? I'm talking about just who the starter is. Is he is he going to be that capable guy? Because I think across the board on the offensive line, their starters are bona fide. Uh, but uh, that's what I'm going to keep an eye on. Of course, you're going to be watching the defense, see if somebody makes a big play or three. And that's it goes back to the one-on-ones like you talked about. You want to see Evan Pryor in a one-on-one out of the backfield catching a pass against one of those linebackers or a safety or a nickel, whoever's defending him. You yeah. want to see Kai Stokes try to defend when a slot receiver crosses into you know that deep part of the field. You want to see Joe Royer try to match up on a linebacker and get free and, and catch a couple passes. And that's the kind of stuff where you can start to formulate you know who's making real moves in the spring. I know that there's not a lot to draw from a spring game, but some of those one-on-one battles, they're going to be competitive. These guys are as competitive oh, as sure. human beings can be. And so when you put them in a stadium with 60,000, 70,000 people, like you said, those one-on-ones are where you learn a lot. And so Jordan Hancock, J.K. Johnson, uh, Jaden Ballard, a couple other names where if they're in a one-on-one, I'm going to be glued to that matchup because I want to see exactly how it unfolds. And I think that this will be more educational and informative than you know shuttling back and forth where you wound up accidentally getting Chris Olave on Demario McCall. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know I, we're not going to learn a ton in that situation. But when you're sticking with offense and defense, and in most cases, then you're going to start lining up against guys who are in similar spots in the pecking order. Well, that's when you do start to learn who's separating, who's on the rise, who's getting the best of that matchup. Now it is still one day. Yeah, you have to keep that part in mind that whatever happens on Saturday. Uh, doesn't necessarily guarantee anything for the summer or heading into August, but it is. We found that out the hard way many times. That's many times we've come across that. And uh, I think Torrance Gibson, for example, would would be the one that immediately comes to mind for me. Bam Uh, Childress. Childress, I mean, you know, he was the uh, three year in a row MVP of the spring game, you know, and they never figured out how to use him in a real game. Yeah. But but that part of it. So you're going to get a good snapshot of where they are right now at the end of April, which is, is meaningful because depending on what time they're out there, that might tell you something as well. And, and you know, from a sur- surprise standpoint, I mean, last year, uh, I was impressed by how Kyle McCord, having been on campus for three months, ran the offense in the second half. I mean, I thought he had a better overall spring game than C.J. Stroud did, but he had more opportunities, you know? Uh, but there was a there was a semi, let's, let's call this a semi-bonafide quarterback battle going on this time a year ago agreed i mean you know with jack miller and it wasn't de- it wasn't officially decided right right it wasn't officially decided this year it's officially decided. It's like i asked ryan i said it's it's almost stacked the way you want it a guy that's a heisman finalist uh, <laughs> you got quinn temple walking across here you got a guy all the heisman. legends are out because the coaches clinic is tonight exactly <laughs> but you got a guy that was a heisman finalist last year at quarterback you got a guy that started and won a game last year cal mccord when yeah. when uh when uh, C.J. Stroud was letting his shoulder rest. And then you've got this young, promising freshman, Devin Brown, who's just been on campus for three months. But, yeah. well, we got to watch him the other day. He got a, when he got his feet under him, he played pretty well in that little student appreciation day. So I'm really curious to watch them, like like Ryan said, just run the offense, man. Run the play, you know, get it, get them into the right blocking scheme, et cetera, and see where it goes. And uh, But it's there's no drama there as far as the quarterback goes. Agree? No. No, yeah, but you still want to see, you know, especially in Devin Brown's case, when the threes are out there, 
there's going to be some live bullets in front of him. He's not going to take any hits because you can't afford oh, yeah. to have a quarterback get injured. But everything around him will be live. Especially, Based on what Ryan said about the offensive line today, yeah. Especially being on the turf in there and, and having all those people around. I keep going back to that 60 or 70,000 people, however many decide to show up. That's important for some of these young guys. And I think it's just as important for Devin Brown, who hasn't been in that kind of setting. He's the number one overall player in the country for his class, according to, to our service. And you have you don't you have no idea what he looks like in front of sixty or seventy thousand people. That's yeah. going to be huge. Live bullets flying in front of him. A lot of people watching him. Uh, a lot of good weapons around him. He's going to have some freshman receivers to throw to. How does he handle it all? I, I'm just as curious as everybody because we know how Kyle McCord handles it. He was already in front of ninety thousand people in a, a sold out or not sold not out. Not sold out. Not sold out. But I think it was seventy five thousand people at that Akron game and night game. And still, it's Akron, but there was some pressure there. You yeah. want to know how Devin Brown responds to that. Who's going to steal the show on Saturday, Tim? Uh, I think Evan Pryor, you already named, I yeah. think he has a shot. I think Jaden Ballard has a shot. Uh, just guys you haven't talked much about because I you know, we already know about the Stealing the show for me is somebody who pops up that you haven't seen a lot of. Uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a, have a hell of a year. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then defensively, you know, J.K. Uh, Johnson, one of those guys on the corners mm -hmm. is going to have a game. And one of those safeties, the way they're playing safeties right now, you got to figure out some safety is going to pop up and go. Like Kim Martinez is a guy I've got my eye on because I think this guy's a tremendous athlete. Tremendous athlete. They've got to figure out a way to get him on the field. Uh, obviously, they did in the Rose Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a guy, for example, I'm going to be watching closely. Ryan Day said in the in the press conference, he wants to see guys flying around. There's no better example of somebody who's going to play a lot and fly around than Kai Stokes. Yeah, I mean, a That's safety a good who, who has a chance to, you know, get in a lot of action as one of the freshmen who needs a lot of game reps because we just haven't seen him very much. I think he's got a chance to really start to creep up. I know, like you said, it's just one day, but if you put, you know, a special performance on and you're a guy who is already a little bit on the rise, you got a chance to maybe crack the two deep. I'm not saying he's going to crack the starting lineup because that just looks very almost impossible with the guys in front of him. But yeah. that two deep is, is wide open behind the starters. Yeah. Kai Stokes has a chance. And then I'm going to go, my guy, I think I've named myself the president of the Kai, of the uh, Keon Gray's fan club. Oh, really? Um, I he, like it. I like it. Self-appointed. Uh, I had the student appreciation day, man. <laughs> yeah, a freshman receiver who is, again, you got prior knowledge. Yeah, go is going to be on the field a lot. He's got a great personality. Ohio State fans are going to love getting to know him the next three or four years. And he's just a guy who can make plays and yeah. he gets open. He got open in the All-American game against, you know, five-star cornerbacks that were trying to defend him. He, he gets open in practice. He's a guy who just has a knack for getting open. And, you know, there's another receiver who's leaving the program right now who had a knack for getting open, mm. was always open. And so I don't want to Only put one? That, I don't want to put that Chris Olave comparison on him, but you watch him in practice wearing that 17 as a true freshman. I think he's got a chance to do some pretty good things on Saturday. I agree. I agree with that one. I've seen enough of these to know what's probably going to happen. We didn't leave you anybody. No. You left me <laughs> on a tee, Tim. I'm ready to okay. smash this okay. Hit it, down the fairway. The defensive ends, there's more depth on the defensive line than there is on the offensive line. Yes. That is an objective fact. And the ceiling for those guys, especially if if your twos include some combination of Zach Harrison or JT Tuimolau or Javante John Baptiste, uh, you know, however you rotate through, yeah. Jack Sawyer, uh, you know, Mitchell Melton. <laughs> I'm sorry. Monsters gonna, of the Midway. They're going to win. So yeah. I think. Back to those famous ones with Adolphus Washington and Noah Spence or Jack Sawyer just a with year the tag ago. Sucks. It's yeah. easier. Yeah. It's easier for them to steal that show. And I think that Ooh, this, I agree 100%. there's a lot more 
trend in the right direction for that unit than there was the last couple of years where you we would talk about Harrison at this point or you know the year before with Johnson Cooper leading that unit and could Tyreek Smith make that leap and and to be frank they they didn't get to that level of the Rushman standard that we expected I think it's much more clear and if your third string is Caden Curry and already has his black stripe off and is running around as a option at Jack and or Leo or whatever yeah he's going to win those matchups too he's more physically advanced than any kind of freshman or second year offensive lineman they could put out there at tackle so you know that word i like to use about running backs caden curry's got caden curry's got that wiggle yeah i mean he's got that little move hey, where he goes by i'm trying to tell everybody he tried, <laughs> no i've been well if you watch him in in those well, worked. He's uh, all american game practices <laughs> oh my goodness but he does i mean you know the whole deal is don't get blocked and get in there you know so i didn't mean but no, i agree with you 100 percent i'm well, glad we left that for you on the tee so you yeah, can hit it that was perfect it was left-hander just right uh and Saturday at noon, tea time for the Buckeyes. The last of the 15 practices in the spring. Letterman, of course, will be there. Full coverage from start to finish. Uh, thanks for joining us once again for the last practice report of spring. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May, Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. We will see you Saturday in the Horseshoe.